Hey there! Welcome back to Enter the Netherrealm. It's, uh, it's been a minute. So, funny thing, I recorded a hiatus episode, like, a couple of days after I recorded that last episode, because at the time I just didn't have time, it was, I had a lot going on, like that, excuses, excuses. But, I now have a little bit more time, things are sorted out a little bit better, and I just, I want to get back to this, because I, I do genuinely really enjoy doing this show. And, I figured, why not, if I have the time, and, uh... I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be making some big changes. Some doing some new stuff with the actual channel and the content I put out. And I hope you enjoy it. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into all those details as well as we're gonna be talking about. There was a bunch of news. So we're gonna have a big old combat alert segment, and we're gonna talk about uh, some MK2 news, the movie that is. So uh, yeah, welcome back to. and kick us off thank you very much for coming back i'm sorry that i was gone for so long i know you missed me ever so dearly uh we're going to be talking about like i said uh i'm gonna give a quick update about the show what i'm doing what i've been up to stuff like that two we got a bunch of news from the mk front and three people have been talking about the mk2 movie a little bit more people have been speculating etc etc so i'm gonna dip my tone in and we're gonna do a quick little discussion about that that whole thing so as i said i'm back uh, I'm going to be getting back to my every Friday morning schedule that I was able to stick to for as long as I was. So look forward to that. If you're listening to the podcast feed, very little for you will be changing. However, to those of you who enjoy the video version of the show, if you're watching right now, you'll notice it's a little bit different. It's no longer the homemade GIFs and stuff like that. We're going to a much simpler format, which is the thumbnail with the bars and blah, blah, blah. What are you looking at now? It's a much simpler format, and I just, it'll be up faster, and hopefully you'll enjoy this as well. Again, I liked making the GIFs, but they just took way too much time. So, for now, we're going to stick with what we're doing for now. Maybe in the future, if I start making money off this thing or whatever, I'll start going back to that, right? Uh, if you are an enjoyer of social media or YouTube content, uh, I'm going to be trying to work on that as well. Get out some more small stuff, some more easily adjustable, quick stuff, news updates, just Mortal Kombat-related stuff. I'm going to be putting that out on YouTube Shorts, Instagram, and, I hate to say it, I've got a TikTok now. Enter, and at all of these things, it pretty much, thankfully, I've got a very original name for the show, you know? It's not, it's not like I'm trying to be, you know, Alley Cat, and then there's 10 billion different versions of Alley Cat. It's just, everywhere you look, and for the foreseeable future, it's Enter the Nether Realm is the name of my thing. So, if you want to check me out there, there you go. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And if you want to watch the video version of the show, which, again, so on and so forth, uh, there's YouTube and then there's Juxi.com. If you don't know what Juxi, J-U-X-X-I.com is, think of it like a YouTube alternative. It's a video hosting and sharing platform. Uh, you can go check it out there. It's a good time. So yeah, I'm going to be working on some more short micro content, stuff that's easy to digest, news updates, stuff like that. Real simple stuff. Uh, another thing that I'm going to be giving you, just completely for free, for gratis, just because I like doing it, is uh, I'm making a bi-weekly, which means every other week, Mortal Kombat crossword puzzle. I know, it's like, what are we, a freaking 90? It's like, well, sitting there having your morning coffee or your freaking chai latte or whatever it is you drink. Do it, Sit down and do a little nice little Mortal Kombat crossword. Uh, it's on my website, purifiedmadness.com. Uh, there are currently two editions of the, pro- of the podcast, two editions of the crossword out right now. If you want to go get in on that, those will be out every other Saturday. 
uh, starting this Saturday, which is September 17th. The third one will be released, and there will be one released two weeks after that, and then there will be one released two weeks after that indefinitely. So that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything in terms of like updates on me, updates on the show and all that. If there's anything, remember, you can always uh, leave a comment or send me an email to enterthenetherrealm at gmail.com. If you have any feedback, questions, uh, ideas, topic requests, stuff like that, feel free to hit me up there. So now that we got that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and get into this week's Combat Alerts. Combat Alert. Yes, indeed. We have three stories that you might not have heard about. One of them is new. Two of them are kind of old, but we'll find out. Or we'll find out. Whatever. So, we're going to start with uh, Mortal Kombat Legends is getting a new installment. To those of you who might not remember, might not be super familiar with, the Mortal Kombat Legends movies are the uh, animated films that they've been putting out lately. The first one was Scorpion's Revenge, which was like a retelling of the first Mortal Kombat game, like the first Mortal Kombat tournament, but adding in some characters from different parts of the timeline, and instead of uh, Liu Kang or anybody, anyone else you would expect to be the main character be the main character, it's actually Scorpion, who he's the one who kills Shang Tsung and all that good stuff. It's pretty good. And the second one was just a total offshoot, <laughs> like... Out of nowhere, like it was like it wasn't a, it was it was a whole thing. It was it was good. It was like they talked about. It was very loosely, like very loosely based off the events of the second movie, or second game, which is like he comes back and was like, "Nah, I want a rematch, motherfucker, all or nothing, right?" And then Liu Kang turns into God, and it's a whole thing. It's a good movie, but. This third and most recent release, it takes place in the dystopian future, featuring a lot of aged-up characters, uh, including a highlighted villain of the trailer, or the highlighted villain of the trailer, Kano, who's now rocking a Santa beard. It's going to be starring Kenshi and Sub-Zero as the primary protagonists, hence the ever-so-punny name, Snowblind. Uh, it's slated for an October release. It is released. October release has not been yet confirmed for a specific solid day, but... It looks pretty good. I've seen the trailers. They look like fun. I uh, And I really like this idea of like just a simple direct-to-video movie just taking the world of Mortal Kombat and just like, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? What if this place happened here, right? Because that's one of the best things about Mortal Kombat is the world, how freaking deep and fleshed out it is and all the interesting characters and like even if they change shit constantly, but it's like the the... the the setup, the spine, the structure is still there. And it's great to see them, like, playing with that a little more. Because, obviously, if you want to play with the story, like, like they did it with the MKX comics, which were fantastic. And they've, they've, I've learned recently they had a lot more comics than just the MKX ones. They were old, but still. But, yeah, because, obviously, if you want to, like, play with the timeline and experiment and all that, doing it in a game is, I'm not going to say risky, but it's expensive. And I would actually say kind of risky as well, because that's like a big commitment. It's like, here's the next Mortal Kombat game. This is kind of a big deal. Followed by it being something weird and out there that people don't like, right? Whereas with this movie that probably has a pretty low budget, it's just a short little thing, direct-to-video, and I'm going to theaters. Very low-risk, medium-reward kind of a thing. And they could have some fun with it. So, I like the first two. This one looks good. I like the idea. I like again. I like the fact that they're branching out a bit. 
I like that the main character of this next one is going to be somebody who's not from the original trilogy, being Kenshi. So I'm liking this. It looks good. I'll enjoy it. And let it be known that once this movie comes out, once we get a specific day, and again, just uh, follow the show for this kind of information, I will be doing a giveaway. I'll be giving away a free digital copy of this movie to one of you listeners. So keep that in mind. Stay tuned and look forward to that. Uh, Again, we just don't know what the dates or any kind of the details are, so we'll figure that out later. Next up, possibly the biggest piece of news coming out of the NRS neck of the woods in a while. Just the other day, at the time of recording, Ed Boon put out a tweet. A poll tweet. Tweet poll. Whatever. Asking, what do you want to see from NetherRealm Studios next? On the poll, there were four options. Two of them were obvious, Injustice 3 and the next MK game. One kind of interesting thing is he did not say MK12. He said the next or the new Mortal Kombat game. So those two are obvious. Those are like people about assuming that's one of the two things to work on, right? However, there were two outliers. One of them was a Marvel game. And the other one was Marvel versus DC. Now, I and many other people in the past have pointed out that Ed Boon has expressed interest in doing a Marvel game in the past. And for the most part, that was all we had heard of, which is that he wanted to do it. However, this is the first time that we have, uh, we see the word, uh, we have seen the word uh, Marvel come up in an official quote-unquote capacity, as official as a tweet can be. The results of the poll were as follows. Last place was Marvel game, then Injustice 3, then MK, and then the winner by the heck of a landslide was Marvel vs. DC. Now, does this tweet truly mean anything? No, absolutely not. It does not mean, it does not actually have any kind of gravitas or meaning to it, right? This isn't like, oh, whichever one wins, we're going to make that one. Because they're, they're, they're definitely already, they're probably almost done with whatever the hell they're working on right now. However, what it could mean is that Ed can take this tweet to his bosses or to a rep at Marvel or whatever and go, look at this, and show the people are interested in the game. That, combined with the extremely good sales of NRS's last two projects, could definitely raise some eyebrows and get some heads nodding. It's like, huh, hmm, something to think about. Now, one question that I'm sure a lot of people have is, okay, that's great. Ed wants to do it. We would love to play it. Would a Marvel versus DC game possibly happen? And the answer is yes, absolutely, it could. Not will, could. What may surprise people is that DC and Marvel actually have a long storied history of crossovers. Remember, like Batman versus Punisher happened, Dare, uh, Daredevil cross Batman happened, Green Lantern Silver Surfer. Heck, they had a whole line of comics or whole series that was just specifically Marvel versus DC. A lot of people who only have really gotten into superheroes and stuff through the movies and TV shows and stuff don't realize that that. No, Marvel and DC have crossed over before in the past. This this would not be a brand new thing. In addition to that, both companies have shown their overall willingness to cross over with other people in the realm of video games as well. Because obviously, Marvel versus Capcom, and I think uh, didn't pretty sure Marvel did another crossover game with someone else. Marvel, no, that's never mind. Never mind. And of course, there was MK versus DCU. 
and then the third-party additions to the Injustice 2 roster, like Hellboy and TMNT. So clearly none of these people are super, like, iron-fisted, grasping at their, no, you can't, we, we can't share, right? They've shared in the past, they've had different people on the screen, so it's possible. A Marvel vs. Capcom game is... I would love to see it in a Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, I would love to see a Marvel vs. Capcom game. Could you imagine? No, a Marvel vs. DC game, I would love to see that. Without a doubt. Because just... Okay, just from a, like, a very baseline perspective, the NRS guys would have a ball with the cinematics and the fighting in the story mode... And, uh, and plus the gameplay, like like or hate Mortal Kombat and Injustice, if they were to like kind of like go down the middle and was like <clears throat> just kind of mix Marvel and uh, Mortal Kombat Injustice's play styles and just boom, you'd have a really solid fighting game featuring one of the probably one of the greatest rosters in the history of fighting games. Which, that is one of the, pretty much the only big concern I would have about Marvel vs. DC, the fighting game. Which is, I would not want the Marvel crew, the Marvel half of the uh, roster, to just be the Avengers and like two or three people, right? Because like there's some obvious ones, like obviously Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, uh, Black Panther, and... I guess probably Black Widow are going to get in, right? Obviously. But that's only six. Have some fun with it, you know? It doesn't just... Like, that was the biggest problem with both uh, Avengers, just the regular Avengers game that came out, in addition to just being bad, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is people were like, why is the roster so fucking boring and bland and sterile, you know? Get Spider-Man in there. Get some freaking X-Men in there. Have fun with it. It would be great. And the DC, like they've shown with Injustice, they're more than willing to reach outside the box and pull in some fucking weirdos. <laughs> It'd be funny as if uh, Marvel vs. DC happened and that was the game they got Plastic Man into, you know? Because, as everyone knows, Plastic Man is the best. <laughs> he's not the best, but he's fun. He's good for memes. And plus, I liked him in the uh, in the Injustice like supplementary material. I hope he gets into one of the games at some point. Either Marvel versus DC or Injustice 3, whatever happens, right? So, the final news story that we have for today is what's in store with MK MK's 30th anniversary? Well, they announced it. And it's terribly disappointing. October 8th of this year will be the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat's debut in arcades the first stepping stone in one of the biggest multimedia franchises to ever spawn from a video game series. With tons of games, movies, shows, and all kinds of great stuff, great fun stuff in its storied history. All kinds of behind-the-scenes, blah, blah, blah. Like, all kinds of stuff to pull from. This huge, huge catalog of everything. And again, one of the biggest multimedia franchises in the history of video games. And to celebrate, they're putting out a bundle with Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate and the 2021 movie. But it comes with a steelbook that has artwork from the from the movie, so that's 
cool. That's 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 it. It's the kind of deal that Walmart will run on Labor Day. That's the big celebration for Mortal Kombat's 30th anniversary. <sighs> However, just keep in mind this is Mortal Kombat. There is always, always the opportunity for a big surprise from the MK crew. However, don't get your hopes too high, because this legitimately might be all that there is. Either way, it comes out September 26th, so if that bundle gets your nipples all hard, look forward to it. I really hope they come out with some kind of announcement, some kind of teaser, some kind of celebratory something. Just do something that's not nothing, which is what this freaking bundle is. Again, it's the kind of thing that Walmart would run for a Labor Day sale. You know, I was like, oh, come freaking get the movie on the game. Right? It just, come on, man. So, that's all the combat alerts for today. Uh, so we're going to move on to the main topic, which is Mortal Kombat 2 the movie. Or Mortal Kombat the movie 2. Whatever you want to say. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt about this movie. Some of it good, some of it bad. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people just, I don't know. People have just been talking a lot about it, and most of it has not been positive. A lot of people are giving shit about the movie. A lot of people are saying they don't want the movie to happen. A lot of people are saying they want the movie to happen, but they feel like this, that, and the other thing. And it's just a lot of conflicting opinions, a lot of conflicting thoughts. And uh, I just figured I'd take a minute to kind of just talk about it. So I had a couple of news articles here, and a couple of things, and then we're just gonna I'm gonna just go talk into what I uh, move into what I think, how I feel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, the first thing we're gonna touch right here is Mortal Kombat 2 has a way to fix Cole Young. But you may not like it. This is an article from Screen Rant that they posted on uh, September 4th. Quote, Cole Young was one of MK2021's biggest problems. And the only way for Mortal Kombat 2 to fix it would have been to have Cole become the new Scorpion. Despite having a plethora of Mortal Kombat characters to pick from, the 2021 reboot decided to create an original character that would serve as the audience's point of view amidst the often complicated Mortal Kombat lore. They spelled complicated with C, by the way. Losers. While having an inexperienced character serving as the audience's guide through a new world is a proven storytelling trick, Mortal Kombat's Cole Young did not work and is now up to MK2 to try and improve the character. Next paragraph. The first theatrical Mortal Kombat movie in more than 20 years, Mortal Kombat 2021, had the difficult mission of rebooting the franchise on the big screen following the disastrous Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That is why the MK the 2021 reboot had to be an origin story that was as simple as possible. Similar to the 1995 Mortal Kombat did to what the 1995 Mortal Kombat did, so that the world and the characters could be better introduced. Kind of. They're they're very different, but I get what they're saying. Mortal Kombat 2021 took a lot from the current Mortal Kombat lore especially from the rebooted MK timeline, and it placed the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero at the center of the story, as they probably should have, because that's what the that's what Emerald's Fighter part is, right? The Mortal Kombat tournament did not happen in MK 2021's story. The problem is that the Mortal Kombat movie combined with all of its most important storylines into an original character, Cole Young, a human with no previous knowledge of the Mortal Kombat tournament or of any magic whatsoever. Cole Young... Cole Young, Cole Young, Cole Young appeared to be Johnny Cage's replacement in the Mortal Kombat reboot. 
I'm... I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I want to say it now. I do have a little bit of a problem with people making the Johnny Cage comparison, because it's just... Alright, let's continue. Johnny Cage is usually the human with no previous knowledge of the Mortal Kombat Tournament, who later becomes one of Earthrealm's champions. The exact role Cole Young had in Mortal Kombat. Ugh. However, not only did Cole Young was a Johnny... Qu- <laughs> Not only Cole Young was a Johnny. They, okay, they, they wrote this badly. It's not just my reading. However, not only Cole Young was a Johnny Cage replacement in Mortal Kombat, but he was also connected with Scorpion's story. Cole is a descendant of Hanzo Hisashi, therefore a member of the Shirayu clan who had a strong connection with Scorpion. Weird thing to say. However, Cole did not work either as Johnny Cage replacement or as a Scorpion descendant. For Mortal Kombat 2 to work, the Cole Young problem needs to be resolved. That is, the character has to receive a better purpose in the story. Considering Mortal Kombat already skipped a lot of Hanzo Hisashi's story in favor of Cole Young, it would it would therefore be better for Mortal Kombat 2 to take Mo- to make Cole Young into the new Scorpion. Now, I'm going to say I do not agree with pretty much anything they said in this. Other than the sentiment of it really just kind of didn't work, that I'll agree to. Because, yeah, it just it just didn't work. It just didn't really work. And I almost feel bad, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah, it just didn't work. But, so I'm, I'm going to say this about the Johnny Cage, him being a Johnny Cage replacement. People are just saying that because they miss Johnny. If you really take a look at it from, a, like, a fucking... Objective point of view, no, he's nothing like Johnny Cage. Because you're like, oh, well, freaking whatever. right? Uh, he's the human that came into this world and didn't know anything about anything. And he was the one who became a blah, 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 right? Well, you know who else did that? Sonya. Nobody says anything about her. Sonya was the exact same thing in the first Mortal Kombat movie. A human with fighting ability... Who knew nothing about the tournament? Who knew nothing about magic? Her only thing was Kano, who was a techno man. So, like, she also came in. She so I don't consider in that end there was nothing wrong with the personality. He didn't have. It's not like he had a love interest with Sonya or anything. The only difference is that the only thing they had in common was like they were both men who joined the moral like joined the moral combat tournament. You know. Like, Cole Young is as much like Johnny Cage as Jax or Sonya or even Kano is. Because remember, Kano in this movie, especially in the 2020 movie, rather, was also just a normal guy who, you know, got brought into this world of magic tournament martial arts horseshit. So, like, I think that's the biggest problem with the 2020 movie is everyone looked at Cole Young and went, you are a shitty Johnny Cage. Which that's never what he was intended to be. And it's unfair to him as a character and to the movie itself. Because he, like, honestly, I, I like, with everything, with hindsight and just kind of looking at everything, I feel like they probably should have just made freaking Sonya the, they should have just made Sonya the Cole Young character. Just focus on Sonya, have her be the one that's pulled into the magical world, have her be the one, blah, 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 right? 
Because then people would still be like, well, why isn't it Luke King? Or it's like, well, they're trying to do something different. Granted, people probably wouldn't have gotten mad because vaginas, right? So that's a whole thing. So that that's just a quick thing. And also, yeah, no, I don't think, like, have Cole Young become Scorp- the new Scorpion? Is that, like, I'm not sure what they mean there. Do they mean literally have Cole Young put on the mask and pull out the spear and whip it around and start yelling it over here? Eh, whatever. So, th- th- we're going to talk about this next article, which is... Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, oh shit, I'm sorry, <laughs> my cat is in my office, and I didn't realize she was in my office, so uh, I just kicked her, and it scared the shit out of me. Hello, kitty cat. Hello. Hello. Okay, goodbye. All right, so this next article, Mortal Kombat 2, plot, cast, and everything we know. <laughs> this is an article from movieweb.com. Mortal Kombat, blah, blah. Mortal Kombat 20 uh, has been a popular video game since 1992, when it was created by Midway. In the late 90s, Hollywood adapted the franchise into a series of movies. Da, 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 da. Movie did well. The second film made studio executives decide against making uh, sequels, even though it technically was financially successful. Uh, in 2021, audience was retreated to a reboot of the Mortal Kombat film, which was an enormous success. In fact, so much so that New Line Cinema almost immediately granted a sequel, and it doesn't say this in the article, but also they signed people to like a four-movie contract. So they were real excited. So, we're, if you're looking with Mortal Kombat plays when we don't have a sequel, you have to know that we've updated this article with more details. Good to know. So, Mortal Kombat 2 plot. Uh, Jeremy Slater, who, who has productions like Moon Knight and Umbrella Academy under his belt, is writing the movie's screenplay. In an interview with The Direct, Slater said this, in this about the script. Quote, I'm working really closely with the director in the studios and the game guys, and I think I can't say anything about the actual story. But I think I definitely learned some lessons the last time around in terms of here's the stuff fans responded to, here's what people liked out of the movie, here's stuff that didn't work out quite as well as we had hoped. So we're really looking at this as a chance to take everything that worked in the first one and do it even better and give the audiences more and make something that is just incredibly satisfying and really exciting and unpredictable. So that's kind of what I was thinking was like they're just going to look at the thing and go, hmm, all right, we are. Uh, we're gonna look at what happened. And we're just gonna cut the bad stuff and put in more of the good stuff. Okay, Mortal Kombat two confirmed cast and characters. One character confirmed for this movie is Noob Cybot, as I suspected. He'll be played by Joe T- Taslim, who had the role of Sub Zero in the last movie. For those unfamiliar with the video game canon, Sub Zero transformed into the daddy- deadly shadow Noob Cybot after being defeated by Scorpion. It is, it is, so it is a delight that he will return played by the same actor, which just makes damn sense. He is the epitome of evil in the game series, and so this transformation from Ice Ninja to Evil Shadow will be an event fans won't want to miss. I very much so agree. Uh, while many fans were upset that Johnny Cage was not in the first movie, the arrogant fighting champion will be in the sequel. Rare Jeremy Slater said this in an interview with Comic Book that he would include Johnny in the sequel. Quote, Johnny Cage is one of my favorite characters, and I think that there is definitely a promise with the way the first movie ends of seeing Cole like, okay, my next stop is to go recruit Johnny Cage. So I think if he isn't included in the sequel at all, it would feel very strange. We also expect that Cole Young, the offspring Scorpion, will also return probably. It has been confirmed that Major Jackson, Jax Briggs, Sonya Blade, and Shang Tsung will return for the second installment. Now... 
I'm going to stop right here. Because I just had a terrible thought that I could absolutely see coming to fruition. So let me hit, let me hit you with this. And I don't think that this is what's going to happen. I'm just, this is just a thought that was hurting me, hitting me, right? I'm going to read this quote again. Quote, Johnny Cage is one of my favorite characters. And I think there's definitely a promise with the way the first movie ends of seeing Cole Young like, okay, my next stop is to go recruit Johnny. So I think if he wasn't included in the sequel at all, it would feel very strange. That terminology, if he wasn't included in the sequel at all, it would feel very strange. So here's the scary thought that I just had. What if in Mortal Kombat 2, they look at the response that people had to Johnny and just people jerking off talking about who's going to be Johnny, who's going to be Johnny, who's going to be Johnny. That is 95% of everything that people have talked about with Mortal Kombat 2. is Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage. What if some executive or some bigwig or fucking Mr. Uh, Jeremy Slater himself looks at that and goes, people love Johnny. People want Johnny. We can milk this. What if MK2, like half of the plot, or the, or the whole plot, essentially, is trying to find or hunt down Johnny Cage, and the last scene of the movie is them finding Johnny, and it's like, you know, they're... You know, they're like, oh, he should be on this island or whatever. And then they, you know, all get attacked by Lin Kuei, you know, Cyber Lin Kuei or some shit. And then Johnny comes out of nowhere. He's like, shadow kick, shadow ball, uppercut, nut punch, doom, doom, doom. Then, like, you, you don't see his face. And then he bends down, picks up his sunglasses that fell off, put them on, looks at the camera. He's like, what's up, guys? Credits. You want to piss people off. That is exactly what I could see happening. Because I know how Hollywood executives think. I know what they do. I know how marketing people go. It's like, people reacted so strongly to Johnny. Why should we give him them Johnny already? If we wait a little longer, if we wait till the third movie, we can basically guarantee that the third movie will get a set, will be sold out. And the fact that he said if he wasn't included in the sequel at all, that specific phrasing, meaning that after all that, if he shows up for the last 45 seconds of the movie, well, he was in the movie. It's not that he wasn't included in the sequel at all. And then you just give that tease of Johnny. That exactly feels 100%. Like something that a Hollywood executive would think was a fantastic idea. And anybody who actually knows the fans and has been paying like real good attention would go, Oh, no, 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 no. Because here's the thing. If that were to happen, if I'm correct, and that's exactly what they do, which I don't think that it is. I'm just saying this is an option that came to our mind. If that was something they went ahead and did, people would light the fucking seats on fire. People will throw a fucking fit if that was Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2. 
Boy, I'm looking forward to this now. All right. Again, that's just an option. That's just a thought that came to me. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a good idea. Or, actually, I'm saying it's a bad idea. I'm not saying that I think it'll happen. I'm saying that is absolutely something I could see happening. So let's go ahead and finish off this article. The final part of this article is who do you think would... Oh, wait. No, there's a little bit more at the end. Sorry about that. Uh, release date is sometime in 2023, as far as we know currently. Uh, who could join the sequel? Other characters on the fans' wish list are Nightwolf, Shiva, Kotal and Shinnok. Boy, they just pulled those four names out of their ass. <laughs> no fucking way did you walk up to a bunch of Mortal Kombat fans and the four missing names that people said were Nightwolf, Shiva, Kotal Shinnok. No way. Continuing on. The first Mortal Kombat had a perfect setup for Shiva to appear in the sequel since Cole killed Goro in the first film. Debatable. But there's no reason that the film needs to have Shinnok and Shang Tsung will play the role of lead villain. However, it would be frosting on the cake. The frosting being like, just kind of like sugar and milk. Not even like really vanilla, just kind of very plain. It's like, yeah, it's it's sweet, it's frosting. Shinnok, you know, just, it's frosting, all right. Chris have also hinted at Katana appearing in the sequel as a pair of fans showing up at the end of the first movie. End of the first movie? What the fuck you mean end of the first movie? It was like halfway in. Uh, with Johnny Cage's name confirmed, fans have been posting on social media ca- trying to cast the role themselves. One big name in the running at the moment is The Miz of WWE fame. In a different interview with Comic Book, the wrestler said he was already started training if the opportunity should present itself. There's a quote from Mike Mizanin. I've been working on my splits. I've been working on my kicks. As soon as I saw that Mortal Kombat was out and there was no Johnny Cage yet, my name was literally trending worldwide number one. We want Miz as Johnny Cage. And I was like, if they want that to happen, I need to basically make sure that I am prepared and ready if that opportunity presents itself. And I will be ready and focused. Another name that circulated in the rumor mill was Charlie Hannum from Sons of Anarchy. Another excellent casting for the sequel would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Kotal Khan. However, one of the issues uh, of securing big stars for the film is that their professional calendars are often packed with other movies. Why not wait until the Dreamcast is available? Because the movie has already entered pre-production. Jeremy Slater told the direct in May that the script was about halfway done, and he said that the studio had heard voices of fans that were working hard to, quote, Give the audiences even more in such a way that fans would be more than satisfied. So pretty much what they're saying is we don't really have a good idea. Uh, I don't particularly think that the sequel needs Kotal Khan. Maybe like an MK3, you know? I don't think uh, Kotal Khan's a big enough name. And plus, let's be real, if they cast uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Kotal Khan, they wouldn't be able to shit in his mouth live on camera. So they're not going to cast him as Kotal Khan. Uh, I'm surprised that they had a picture of him, but they didn't say Shao Kahn, which is weird because they had the, the mural and all that, and plus Shao Kahn's like the big bad of the entire franchise, so I'm surprised they didn't say Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn will show up at some point, just the question is where and when, right? Honestly, if anything, I could see Shao Kahn being like the, the post-credits or like the, the stinger at the end of the movie for, uh, for MK2, Shao Kahn. Who would be a good Shao Kahn? Trying to think like big, muscly white guys. No, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. Fucking Dwayne Johnson might actually be a decent uh, Shao Kahn if we're willing to be like, ah, race doesn't matter, right? Well, I mean, we already got Black Molina, so I guess it'll be fine. 
The only problem would be the tattoos, but they could probably just cover that. That wouldn't be a big deal, I think. So, yeah, they, uh, active development is currently in, they're in pre-production. We have no idea how long it'll take for CGI and the actual filming to be done. Uh, we will see. We will see. Also, that, that article was from last, uh, two months ago, actually. So they might already be done with pre-production. They might be getting filming ready now. Uh, we have not found any, uh, there have not been any articles or anything that I've been able to find that say they have begun filming or they haven't begun filming or anything like that. I, I looked. Not super hard, but I looked. So, here's what I think. For one, the more time that passes, the more that my opinions on Mortal Kombat 2021 change and shift. I find myself bouncing back and forth on how I feel about Cole Young. And about how I'd feel about the decision to make a prequel to the MK1 tournament. And my feelings on Arcana are still the same, though. Fuck, that was stupid. I hate the Arcana thing. Genuinely, I think that MK2 will be a really good movie. I think that's going to be better than the first one. And I didn't even particularly dislike the first one. You know, it's just it had some problems. I think they're going to take the reaction, like Sega did to Sonic... And go, okay, we misread some stuff. We let some executives push us a little too far. People yelled and screamed and threw a fucking fit. So what we're going to do is what we should have done in the first place, which is changing a bunch of this shit. So, and I think, that, like like he said in that previous article, I think the fans will be a lot more happy and accepting of this sequel. Now, one of the biggest stances that I'm willing to take after all this time and I might get some flack for this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Is my opinion on the tournament prequel part of the movie. Now that some time has passed, I've had some time to digest and think about it, just... Whew, I am totally fine with it. I completely agree with the idea of holding off the tournament and building up to it. It's something different. It immediately makes the movie super unique and give it its own identity. And now, like Johnny, we have something to look forward to. I mean, think about it. Despite the backlash at the time, leaving Johnny out of MK1 was a fantastic marketing move. Because now everyone is just rock hard and salivating at the idea of Johnny Cage in the sequel, wondering who the hell he's going to be. Half of all articles about MK2 are who should be Johnny Cage or what role should Johnny Cage have in the story. Half of all discussion for MK2, just online and stuff, is about Johnny Cage. It was a fantastic move because they got so much press and publicity for this shit. Bless their fucking hearts. It was a great idea. It was a great job. Good on them. Right? Even though it sucked, and we got Cole Young, which nobody particularly liked. Now, so now, at the end of MK2 or MK3, going back to the tournament thing, uh, I'm totally fine with the prequel thing, because now, at the end of MK2 or MK3 movies, when Shang Tsung goes, it is time for the tournament to begin. Everyone was going to shit their pants in excitement, and it's going to be like the end game of video game movies, as long as the next installment are good, obviously. If MK2 comes out and it sucks ass, then no one's going to care if he goes, it's time for the tournament, right? It just... It's... it's I Again, time has passed. I'm more okay with it now. Because here's what's probably going to happen. 
is when they do the tournament, I'm willing to bet that they will run it as an actual death tournament with how they've done everything in Mortal Kombat 1, right? So I bet if they wait until, let's just say they're going to make this a fucking trilogy, right? They're going to have MK1, MK2, and then MK3 is the tournament, right? Well, now we're going to have two movies to really get to know and love our characters and our protagonists and, you know, get really invested in dug into the world. Sorry about that. So now, when MK3 comes around and, you know, freaking Sonya gets her freaking head ripped off, then it'll be like, no, Sonya! Right? Rather than just, oh, Sonya died. Right? Because it'll give us more and more time to really appreciate and digest and so on and so forth, right? So, yeah. I, I Like, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good marketing strategy. And I don't mind them having done it. After all this time, after all this looking back, I'm fine with it. So, I'm going to go through a couple of predictions and then we're going to wrap it up. One, because I love doing these things. First prediction is that in MK2, and again, I'm really hoping they don't do my terrible idea, which is continue to tease Johnny. Uh, MK2, Johnny will already have his Arcana when they find him, and he'll be like using it for movies and stuff, and he'll be like, oh yeah, no, I see, I thought I was just awesome. I didn't know there was like other people with this stuff. Oh man, that's lame, right? And he, he just could be a Superman, right? And I had the perfect thought, I think, which is, because it would fit Johnny Cage's personality perfectly, and also then they wouldn't have to have the big dumb tattoo scar on him, which is like he's got like a a boner garage tattoo or uh mark you know what that means where basically it's like below his waist and above his dick is the the dragon burn scar and it's like what do you mean you have superpowers where's your mark and he goes boop and plus then you would have johnny cage because like you know the superstar actor man isn't going to want to have a giant freaking tattoo mark on his chest. Unless, of course, in the movie, they were like, oh, yeah, I've got the mark of the dragon, and that's part of his marketing, right? But I would like it better if it was just, like, on his ass cheek or something. Now, you could, A, have a joke about it, and B, it's like, then there's Johnny Cage, who looks still, for as far as the camera is concerned, looks perfect, right? So, yeah, I think I think it's a, probably a slam dunk that when they find Johnny, he's already going to have his arcana. Because after the first movie, it would be kind of fucking lame if one of the main characters had to go through another Finding Your Arcana story, you know? So yeah, and I'm not the first one, first or only one to say this. I think other people said it before, but I had the, had the idea first, I think. I'm going to assume I did. Secondly, again, these are predictions. I feel like they're going to John Myers Cole Young out of the story. I be- Again, I've said this before, Hellboy... John Myers, he was the introductory man, truck, truck introductory man into the world of of Hellboy in Hellboy One. Hellboy Two came out, gone, just disappeared. He he works in Africa now. Moving on, I feel like that's what they're going to do. Is that what they should do? Not necessarily. I feel like you could do something with Cole Young, but either I bet they will. Either by just killing him off or in the opening credits, or having Raiden go, yeah, I sent him and his family to a top-secret White Lotus bunker, and uh, Bo Raicho's watching over him. Don't worry about him. And they will never reference him again. Again, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm saying that's what they're probably going to do. Lastly, 
I bet that Kano will not be in this movie. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, no shit, dumbass, he died in the last movie. Remember the the very last, like, ten seconds of the movie, Shang Tsung was like, uh, death is but another doorway. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Which is basically their way of saying, don't worry, everyone who died in this movie was probably a comeback. So, obviously, freaking Sub-Zero's gonna come back as Noob Saibot. Like, if you were if you were a keen-eyed viewer, a hawk-eyed viewer, whatever you want to say, you would note, you have noticed that at the end of the last movie, when Scorpion burned him up, he didn't turn into a skeleton, he just turned solid fucking black, Sub-Zero did. And I just immediately took that as like, oh, foreshadowing for him becoming Noob Saibot, sweet. Plus, I bet Hollywood will have a fantastic time playing with Noob Saibot as a character. I'm really looking forward to what new Saibot looks like in the next movie. Anyway, yeah, Kano will not be in this movie. A lot of people are predicting that he will be. He was the best character from the first movie, after all. But I bet that exact reason is why he will not be in the sequel. Instead, they'll save him for, like, MK3. Make him the big trailer reveal for MK3 that everyone pops over in when, you know, when the trailer comes out in 2025. Or maybe even, like, have him be the post credit scene in MK2, you know? Might not be able to help themselves. However, I strongly believe that he will not be a player, an important part, etc. in Mortal Kombat 2. Because with how, again, with how much of a great response he got from the first one, people were like, Kano was the lifeblood of MK1. And he was like the Johnny Cage replacement. Because he was like the smart-ass, funny guy who was a competent fighter, but he wasn't really magic. Right? I believe that in MK2 or MK3, whenever, he will come back at some point. But I bet, I bet he will come back. He won't be in the second one unless it's like a post-credit teaser and he'll have the metal eye plate. Because he got stabbed in the eye, he got his, the right side of his face slashed. I bet he'll come back and be like, well, look at me, I've got some improvements, right? And then it'll be like, oh my god, it's real Kano, and it's the fucking actor that we like. Hooray! So yeah, those are my predictions for what's going to happen in MK2. And that's just a quick little discussion of MK2 in general. So, thank you very much for tuning in. Again, I am sorry that I abandoned you. It was all my fault. I apologize. And uh, we will be back next week, next Friday, or this Friday, or this coming Friday. You know what? I said earlier I might not put this out on Friday. I might just say fucking put this out on Friday, and then I'll have a whole week to do the next episode. We'll find out. If, you, if you're listening to this on, like, Tuesday or something, then I decide not to do that. If you're listening to this on Friday, then I decide to do that. I'll probably put it on Friday. Anyway, moving on. So, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm sorry that I left you for so long. Uh, if you like the show, if you like me, please subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, and remember, I'm going to be doing some more stuff on social media and YouTube and stuff like that. So if you're interested in those kind of things, make sure you tune in. Go uh, at Enter the Nether Realm on everything. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Check it out. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I will see all of y'all next time. Enter the Nether Realm.